Hello there. It's time for most things Kenobi. I prefer all things Kenobi, but I suppose that's not the Jedi way. As long as it's not all things Anakin. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. Mmm, and boy oh boy are we talking Kenobi today. (laughs) In fact, we're talking Lauren's specialty, (laughs) Obatine. I am your resident professor of Obatine lore. You sure are. You are... (laughs) You are the encyclopedia. I walk around with a mortarboard on all day. You do. <laughs> and it it's says Obatine across the top. Yeah. I don't know. If you have been living under a rock and you don't know what Obatine stands for, it means it's the, it's the, what is it? The couple, the coupley joined word of <laughs> Satine Kreese and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Obatine. It's the Star Wars version of Benefer or That's what I was that's what I was trying to remember. Except I try not to remember back to like two thousand four. <laughs> or whenever that was. What was J Lo and Ben Affleck, but now they're yeah. a thing again, so it's Yeah, they okay. are. Yeah. God, history does repeat itself in the worst of ways. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of gonna dovetail nicely and i have something to tell you me Um, yes and it's related to obatine sort of it's about james Arnold taylor um you know our patron rebecca yes she was at galaxy con and she met james while she was (gasps) there and she mentioned us to him she did yes it was so cool my face right now. I'm looking at my reflection. <laughs> <laughs> my jaw's on the floor. Rebecca. Oh my god. I know. I was just like, you are so so freaking nice. I just First couldn't of all, even. How cool that she got to meet him. And I did know. Did he do the Obi Wan voice for her? I yes, I think he did. I mean, <laughs> <sighs> one of our other listeners, Ben, he just met mm-hmm. him. I think like yesterday or the day before as well. So I'm um... just. Well, how do I... Well, I did stand five feet away from Matt Lanter and didn't say anything because he was pushing a baby stroller. So I had my chance and I blew it. freaking cowards is why we haven't (laughs) met anybody. (laughs) Okay, so she said she went up to him and said hello and they had established a rapport. And then she said that she was friends with the Most Things Kenobi podcast hosts, which, hell yes, you are, dear. And... (laughs) She said she loved hearing his intros on our show, and he said that it was super fun recording that. That was very sweet. I hope he actually remembers. He probably doesn't, but he was being very he gracious. Does. <laughs> I, he does. I gotta believe he does. Yeah, I think so. That is so cool. Um, and she said it would be super cool if he recorded an episode with us, and he said... <gasps> Yes, I would love to do that. I want to do that at some point. Please tell them I want to record with them. Well, I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting any of this. Rebecca, thank you. (laughs) James Arnold Taylor, 
Thank you. Let's make it happen. We love Seriously. you. Like, even if he never comes on the show, just the fact that, like, our fans are telling him about us. To, I know. About him. It's so great. When we say we have the coolest group of fans, like, we fucking mean that shit. Yes. Seriously. And we're like, the so kindest lucky. group. Damn. Thanks. Thank you. That was cool. Yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. We love you. <laughs> we do. So I just thought that would be a nice way to like segue into well, our Obatine episode. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we can't talk about Obatine without giving props to the two voices that brought this actual storyline into existence through the Clone Wars. Yeah. And James Arnold Taylor, obviously. And Anna Graves, who is so lovely. Yeah. Has given some love to us on our Instagram and our Twitter. And she's just so fun. And those two really, really work well together as voice actors. Yes. Actress, and they make the Obatine thing real. Yes. I think the fact that those actors have such a good rapport. Yeah. Personally, like in their personal life, is that bleeds over into their performance. They're so like comfortable with each other. It's very obvious that they have good chemistry. You know, it's great. And the best part is, is doesn't she also voice a character in a different episode where she kind of has a little bit of a rapport with o- Obi-Wan? Yes. It's the-, the episode with the little turtle looking people from Felicia. Yeah. It's like and one they of my teach favorites. them how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like a bounty hunter. That character. Yeah, she's Suki. Yeah. The bounty hunter. Yeah, I- and they're kind of flirty they're in that very episode, too. And it's just like, if you know, you know. Anyway, <laughs> who doesn't Obi-Wan flirt with? Let's be real. <laughs> if Anna Graves is voicing the character, he's probably going to flirt with her. Yeah, he's probably... Well, they're just, they're just amazing <laughs> together. Really, truly. What a duo. Obi-Wan and Satine are a big deal in the fandom. Yeah, it was an unexpected big deal, I think. At least for me. I don't know about you, but I was really surprised that they even gave him a love interest in his backstory at all. Well, I I distinctly remember watching the arc where all of this happens and like Satine is revealed and the relationship that they had and the past that they had was revealed. And I remember going, excuse me, what? Yeah, same. Like... It kind of changes how you think of the old Ben Kenobi from the original trilogy. He's got a he's got a past. It kind of changes everything. It puts yeah. everything in a, like even Ewan McGregor's performance is then a new like a new lens focused on it because very true. It's just I don't know. I really wasn't expecting it because the character is all like in Clone Wars. He was very uptight in a sense, like always the level headed. Like, yeah. like always being like Anakin kind of character, yes. which of course he still is <laughs> in these episodes, but it doesn't to, matter. To the day he dies, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in the very first intro of the first Mandalore arc episode in season two, they said that Obi-Wan is reunited with an old friend. And then they show the Duchess of Mandalore. And I was like, is this going to be a love story? <laughs> I was really not expecting it. It's really uh, so okay. I let me just be honest for like five seconds. Well, I'm, I'm more honest than that in every episode, but just I'm gonna be <laughs> real, real. And Lauren knows this, but I don't know if every listener knows this. But 
I have never really been a huge fan of the character of Satine, but I am a fan that of Obi-Wan having a past that's a little more uh, conflicting with a love interest and and he had and of course it added to his loss and of course spoiler alert if you haven't seen this part of the clone wars yeah we will be talking about things that happen turn away yeah. now but yeah, yeah. you know it adds to the amount of loss that obi-wan experiences over and over and over again yeah and i like all of that it's just she comes off very strong to me and i was very turned off at first like i thought she was very standoffish and obi-wan is much more warm to her Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get into it more and you read a little bit more and you, you kind of do a character study and you and I talk about, you know, the details of all this and I read your fic and it just adds so much more to everything and go <laughs> read it if you haven't. The Jedi and his Duchess. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <you're laughs> Shameless <welcome>. plug. <laughs> um, well, it's really good and it, it stays true to the story. But like she was always very, very cold to me and I always thought Obi-Wan deserved a little more warmth but it's more than that once you realize what these two have been through right i i completely completely agree i didn't like her at first and not because there's some like jealous like oh but one can't have a girlfriend oh no 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 (laughs) i think it's great that they gave him that i do too it makes him more dimensional not that having a love interest makes you more interesting it's more that like it was unexpected for that character because he didn't seem to like he seemed very set in the code Right. Mm-hmm. And so the thing I kind of made my own headcanon about, which is kind of extrapolated in the story a bit, is he became that way after what he and Satine had been through. That maybe mm-hmm. like the very fact that he had like feelings for another person mm-hmm. and it didn't go well <laughs> is maybe the reason he's like, nope, the code, always the code. I can't get hurt if I stick to the code, which is. Yeah. He like shut a door permanently because if you don't, look what happens. You end up risking what. Anakin and Padme had happened. Exactly. And so he's watching after you see this relationship he has with Satine, you're watching it through the eyes of like, he knows what's going on with Anakin and Padme, right? So he can't say anything or he should say something, but it would make him a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. There's all these angles to it that make it so much more difficult on how he would approach the subject with Anakin. Yes. And I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, some people have have said that maybe he's... Like, do you remember there's that scene in one of the later Clone Wars seasons where Obi-Wan goes to Anakin's room and says, it's yes. not that we're, we don't have these feelings, they're natural, but we're not supposed mm-hmm. to act on them because it can, like, interfere with our duty. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> well you could use old what's-his-name uh, Owens, like, like you did... Like you did his father or something, but it's like, like you did with Satine. Like, thank you. That's actually what I was gonna say. You right. helped my brain. Thank you. You're welcome. As maybe he's trying to prevent him from making the same mistakes that he made. You mm-hmm. know, and like protect him. That's one way to read it. I'm not saying that that's accurate or anything. It's just one way to kind of like read that scene. I didn't really like her that much either. I thought she was really brazen, and mm-hmm. kind of illogical (laughs) at moments yeah but she had a lot of good points the hypocritical point of the jedi right we all know that they're supposed to be peacekeepers and yet they're fighting in a war with a bunch of clones that were made specifically to kill and the whole thing is fucked up beyond recognition yeah and she points it out and it's very hard for any jedi to see that because they have to believe they're doing something good right or else it's all a lie yes 
So I like that Satine was a tool to kind of remind Obi-Wan, like, hey, it's not all rainbows and unicorns and stars. and sh- what, what, what am I saying? Like, <laughs> it's not all. <laughs> it, the Jedi aren't all the, the, the sparkliness that you think they are, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she says, like, what an amusing contradiction. And then asks yeah. if changing their beliefs is a matter of political convenience you know like you just kind of blow in the breeze with whatever is popular at the moment i i do love that she points that out really blatantly she doesn't pull her punches she's like you're Mm -hmm. being a fucking hypocrite yeah and since she knew obi-wan when he was younger she would have seen Mm -hmm. you are different like you have deviated from what you had originally said the jedi were all about yeah Sometimes her passivism is quite irritating. (laughs) Very. But she's trying to be the best leader that she can for her people that she promised. So she's, I like that. Okay. So we love strong female characters on this show. If you Mm -hmm. haven't noticed. And she is a strong, intelligent, very smart, savvy woman. Yes. But I think there comes a risk when you're so like involved in this vision that you block out everything else. And I th- yes. I'm not saying just Satine. I'm saying anyone in a position of like must do vision, must succeed in personal goal that you block out, you have like blinders on. She even says as much, right? Like yeah. she says a multitude makes discord, which means like yes. too many opinions creates fighting. I don't want too many opinions. And Obi-Wan yeah, says, like, she's only interested in her own opinion. Like, how is that good leadership? But So they're throwing truth darts at each other constantly. Yes. Which, my favorite part of this whole arc is Anakin, for once, just sitting back and watching the shit show. And it's not him. For yeah, once, right? it's not him. The conversation that him and Obi-Wan have, like, Obi-Wan's had it. He walks in that room first. Anakin's trailing behind. It's usually the other way around. Yeah. Obi-Wan is very exasperated. He sits down in that chair like, I'm tired. I'm over it. I can't think anymore. I don't want to talk anymore. And Anakin just kind of gently, like, so what's the story, basically? Yeah. I love the flip. Like, I thought they did a really good job, like, kind of turning the roles there. It's that, that moment where Obi-Wan says... Anakin says first, Master Yoda says, we mustn't form attachments. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan does what Anakin normally does is like, yes, of course. But he also leaves out the undercurrent of remorse, you know? Yeah. It's just funny having Obi-Wan be in the shoes of he who he's always instructing and looking yeah. after. And and uh, the look they give each other, and you know, when Anakin leaves him in the elevator. Oh, my God. That is one of my favorite classic. <laughs> When he's like, like, you and Satine ever... <laughs> Anakin! Like, I don't see how that, that has any bearing on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the look he gives them. And it, this is animated. It's so good. And that look speaks volumes. It's so it's funny. It's so good. Because <laughs> it's like a little bit angry, but then also kind of like, he's right. Shit, he can tell. Yeah, like like sheepish and angry and don't you dare say anything else. Like, yes. don't go there. And then he says, go find your girlfriend. And he's like, Yeah, and right. then leaves oh. him. Like, <laughs> she's like, not my girlfriend. Yes, she is. Yeah, don't lie. And you have a son together, but that's in a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's like one of our first couple episodes of that. Yeah, we had, to co- we had to cross that bridge first, but... <laughs> Yeah. Everything about it is so entertaining, honestly. I just watched an, um, like a cast reunion 
that was actually recent. It was like a couple months ago. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Anna, Anna Graves was saying that's one of her favorite. The James and her, they agree that it's kind of like their favorite episodes. And she particularly mm-hmm. likes the verbal sparring that they had yes. in that. Well, and I totally agree. <laughs> they do it so flawlessly. It's so believable. And it's so effortless. You know, I always ask, like, I wonder how many takes it took. I envision it taking just one or two takes with those two. Probably, yes. They're just because they're pros. so delightful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, I, I found some facts about all of this. Like, Ooh. I, I, I like just, facts. Because <laughs> I like coming in with a few, like, did you know? Yes, please hit me. The ship, well, the ship that Satine and Obi-Wan and Anakin and them take to go to the Senate, right, to, to, to Coruscant is called the Coronet. Yeah. Or the yes. Coronet. Cor- Coronet, which I, I Coronet. like, I had a moment at celebration. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, someone was trying to remember it when I was attending that um, podcast panel. Oh, like, yeah. What was that ship with the, and I was like, the yeah. Coronet. Oh, yeah. Do you know what that means? It's a tiny crown. Oh, that kind of coronet. Yes. I like it. Which is interesting because she wears kind of a tiny crown, symbolically, if you will, of Mm -hmm. Mandalore and the history of Mandalore. And she is the leader of the free worlds, of the pacifist worlds, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was apt. I like like, that. That's very nice. I like stuff like that. That kind of stuff is not a mistake. Especially in a no, show no, no. like this. This is always yeah. very, it's very premeditated. They did that on purpose. Yeah. And the more ironic fact is, you know how we were talking in our Not A Kid Show episode about <laughs> there's the, you know, suicide that takes yes. place? Yes, the political suicide episode. Yeah. What is that? Our episode two? <laughs> yeah. Not A Kid Show. Clone Wars is Not A Kid Show. We had to get that <laughs> off our chest real fast. Yeah. Um, do you know what the name of that park is called? I don't. Peace Park. Oh. (laughs) Also not a mistake, I'm guessing. Mm, Yeah, that's a no. (laughs) A little ironic. Anyway. (laughs) It's not Political Suicide Park? (laughs) No. (laughs) It became Political Suicide Park. Yes. I just like when names mean something, even if it's ironic in the case of the Peace Park. (laughs) I I like that too. And Star Wars is classic for doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So is the, that it, well, I guess I don't know if the shrine is in Peace Park, but it's all about the Civil War, the Mandalorian Correct. Civil War, which is like you said, is where Obi-Wan and Satine met. Mm-hmm. But in canon, we don't really know that much about it. They have not yeah. talked about what the extent of their background really is. Well, we can surmise that something romantic happened based on how just in deep they are. Uh, because we wouldn't know this if we don't get to the point where uh, Satine is literally being taken off the ship. She thinks she's going to die. And she tells Obi-Wan she loves him. Okay, yeah. that doesn't just come out of nowhere. And he's completely unfazed by it because his response is, I would have left the Jedi Order had you said the word. Okay, so there's, there's like a thing there. You know, this is not just some flippant, you know, we used to know each other and had a crush or something. This is This runs way deeper, way deeper. Yeah, because by the time he and Satine met, they would have been, I think they were in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty established in the Jedi long enough for him to have, like for that to be a big deal, for him to decide, well, I would leave if she asked me to. Mm-hmm. That's a precarious age, too. 
Yes, very much so. You're old enough to know. You're kind of old enough to know, like, okay, so being a Jedi is essentially his job, right? He knows the, the ins and outs of it. But he's also young enough to be able to fall in love and give his heart to someone mm-hmm. and have, like, that that youthful, I'm in love, you know? Mm-hmm. and. And to then still choose the Jedi or what... See, we don't know what happened. Right. We don't know if that was the case. We don't know. Was it forced? Was it chosen? Did he shut that wall like we said? I mean, he had to. But what was the catalyst to that? That's all the stuff that makes your fanfic great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do like... I get confused sometimes now where I'm just like, did I write that or was that actually... Isn't that funny? It's really funny. Like, I, I do that with the stories that I've written. I can't remember if I made it up or if I researched it to write it or if it's actual canon. Like Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we don't we don't know anything canon wise of their actual past. We know they had a connection. Right. We're not even sure how deep that connection was, how serious it, everything is surmised. Like Everything yes. we can talk about that's not in the actual Clone Wars episodes, it's all just a guess. Mm-hmm. Some people have asked, do you think they continued either, one, having a relationship during the Clone Wars, or two, mm-hmm. at least having an active friendship where they started talking again? No, to both. You don't think so? No. I don't think they had an active relationship. <laughs> I do think they talked, though, because there was a line. I don't remember what the episode is called, but it's the one where Padme goes to Mandalore. Yeah, and yes, yes. She and Satine are like detectives. I don't know. <laughs> it, the girlfriends get together for some rosé and some political talk. <laughs> and end up solving a crime. Yes. <laughs> All in a weekend's work. Like. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Uncovering a major corruption scheme. No big deal. Um <laughs> But Satine says to Padme, Master Kenobi told me you're very adventurous. Oh, yeah, I guess so. They would have to, like, be talking about Anakin and Padme. Right? Like, what was... How did that come up in conversation? That's a really good point I didn't consider. The only non-romantic explanation I can come up with is maybe he was explaining where Anakin came from. And that was also when he met Padme at the same time. So maybe that was the explanation. But I like to think that they're just calming each other in the middle of the night, hiding under their blankets, being like, hey. (laughs) That's actually kind of (laughs) cute. I I don't see that happening, but I I don't really either. (laughs) (laughs) I just think Obi-Wan just shut the chastity gate on that one. Chastity gate. Yeah. Once he got a taste, he had to get out of there because it was it was yeah. donezo after that. So danger, danger, danger. <laughs> Your chastity uh, t- is in danger. <laughs> I think his chastity was taken by her. That's my thing. But I do too. Yes, I, I do think too. that proves how much he really loved her, and he had. If he was going to be a Jedi, he had to shut it off, and. She remained uh, respectful of that, but also, I'm not speaking for all women, but I would be a little bitter. Oh, I would be bitter. Well, depending on the circumstances. Right, but we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We need more. If he actively chose the Jedi over her, correct. Bitter. (laughs) 
Yeah. And all of her anger and sass and like edginess towards yes. him makes, makes perfect sense, sense then. Yeah. We always talk about how respect how much we respect Obi-Wan for just his perseverance through all of this, right? So mm-hmm. he found love and carried on anyways and then was faced with her possibly dying and, and then actually dying yeah. um, and still carrying on through all of this. I think Satine will always respect him even at the loss of not being able to be with them. They're two individuals who are very strongly involved in what they believe in. Yes, yeah. You know, and it's it takes more than love. It takes timing and, and circumstance and all these things to make it work. And so you can still have a love for someone and still be, you know, obligated to something completely external and, and it can't work. Yes, I 100% agree with that. And I think that that's why romantic comedies do a disservice to people because they kind of yeah. give you this idea that love is... Oh, you can just walk away from it all. and Yeah. All you need is love. All you need is love. <laughs> I speaking, <know>. of, <laughs> speaking of Ewan and a Satine. Oh my God. <laughs> Just kill me now. It's so fucking painful. Because everyone out there knows, right? The Satine, the name of Satine Kreese was taken from Satine in Moulin Rouge, in which Ewan McGregor plays the love interest and loses her. Is that official? Yeah, it was on the Wikipedia page. Oh, very nice. I've always wondered if that was like a real, like official thing. And I like I mean, that it's on, it is. It's on Wikipedia, so. I take Wikipedia as a Star Wars Bible. So there we go. You got it. You got it. So anyway. <laughs> what were we talking about? I have no idea. I started singing. So it, it all ended so, after I that. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, love comedy like right off the track. Yeah, rom-coms. Yes. yes, like, and that's why I love Obi Wan and Satine because Anakin and Padme are the romantic. They're the Romeo and Juliet. I know a lot of they people say are. that it's Obi Wan and Satine, and it, I don't think that as a person who studied Shakespeare and all that shit. I would say it's Anakin and Padme are Romeo and Juliet. Very tragic, literal star-crossed lovers. Yes. Forbidden love. Yeah. Obi-Wan and Satine are different because they love each other. James Arnold Taylor confirmed that he believes Obi-Wan loved Satine, no question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they chose duty. Yes. And that didn't hurt them. They they understood that about each other. Mm Mm-hmm. The tragedy comes from their strengths being used against them to try to destroy each other. And it's great storytelling. It is. It's great storytelling. And the beauty of it is, no, we don't have all the details, but look at how impactful this Obatine thing has become because it leaves so many more doors open for us, the fans, to add to the story or surmise or headcanon or do whatever we want to do, write great stories and put them on AO3. You know, (laughs) I'm going to keep doing it. (laughs) But still... Thank you. We have like <laughs> A through D as facts. And it's yeah. everything else in between that we discuss that make it so much greater. And even James Arnold Taylor is sitting there saying like, I believe that th- this character that I voice yeah. loved her. It's like, I yeah. think it's it's so cool because I think that's why it keeps people engaged as well. Yeah. Because we don't have all the answers. If we did, it would be fun. But it keeps people talking. How many fucking years later are we still talking about this? And this came out, you know. 
and everyone wanted it in the in the Obi Wan Kenobi show, and we didn't get it. We talked about this, but like, yes, yes. just some kind of nod to like the loss that Obi Wan experienced. Yeah, because in live action, she's never acknowledged. Or Ahsoka. I mean, yes, there's all kinds matter. of things that aren't. No Cody. There's a lot. Yeah, there was a lot missing. <laughs> I'm very happy with what we got, but we did get a lot of feedback when we asked, like, what did people wish they had gotten in the Kenobi show? We got a lot of interesting, and a lot of the same. Like, people Mm -hmm. really, really wanted, like I said, top three. It was Ahsoka, Satine, and Cody. Yeah, and that makes sense. They were all heavily involved in Obi-Wan's life in some phase that impacted him. Yeah. I really do wish they had had a moment where Satine said something about Qui-Gon in the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, because do we know for sure? We assume, probably rightfully so, that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon went to Mandalore for the Mandalorian Civil War when Obi-Wan met Satine, right? I mean, the only reference is the when he's getting on the elevator telling Anakin about it. He said, an extended mission to Mandalore. Master Qui-Gon and I had an extended mission to Mandalore. So I yes, that's like the only real confirmation that Qui-Gon was there, but I assume he was there. And you know Satine would be as respectful towards Qui-Gon and his help and his influence and her safety during the Civil War. Yeah. She would ask. She would inquire. And she'd be heartbroken. Uh, Spending a year under those circumstances, wouldn't you assume that... She would have felt, even if he couldn't be attached to her, she was attached to him. There's a lot of good stuff with those two that we don't know that I just love thinking about. (laughs) I know. I still, even like writing the fic, even then I still play with like alternate scenarios of, I like what I wrote, but I also like could have written it a whole bunch of other ways because it just, there's no exact answer to any of it. (laughs) It's so sad. (laughs) Oh, but God damn it. Star Wars again. Rat bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so we have to talk about the lawless, which we did talk about a bit in our crying episode. Yes. What would you like to talk about? Like we said, I hate that episode. Like I love it, but I hate it. Hate it and love it. And part of it is part of it is watching like everything Satine has been working for her entire life. Oh, oh, it's just awful. Torn down. As revenge towards Obi-Wan. Like, it didn't even have anything to do with her. Her life's work just flushed down the toilet because Maul wanted to hurt Obi-Wan. That is so tragic to me. It's the height of, like, psychopathy. (laughs) Like, I, it's just to, to wield that kind of pain and take some sort of pleasure in it. We're talking about someone's life work. Just, and you're, okay, so as Satine, I'm going to get kind of painful here. You're in your dying moments and you realize it was all for nothing. And you lose the person you love. And it's all to hurt him. And you don't see what ends up happening because you die. That is some hard shit. And they put it in a kid's show. (laughs) It's (laughs) fucked up. But I'm here for it because... This is the, that is some, like, I love it because it's very dark and I hate it because it's canon. It's like real. It happened. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Same. Same. (laughs) On all of that. And then on Obi-Wan's side, you watch your love's work go down the drain. Everything just blows up in your face as a joke to the man you thought you killed already. Who killed your master. The whole thing is fucking painful. Yeah. And Maul is just 
the puppet wielder laughing at it. It's terrible and I hate Maul. Yes, yeah, so the very fact that Obi-Wan shows him mercy and compassion oh. on his deathbed is really telling about the kind of man Obi-Wan is when you put it in this perspective, what you oh, just said. The growth you would have to go through. Because they all say that forgiveness is for the person, not who it's directed at. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so Obi-Wan would have to process that. That would be very hard. It would because how how could you not feel even like a modicum of responsibility for everything? Like he knew from the beginning what Satine went through. Her father was assassinated. Her whole planet at war. She had to rebuild it against like opposition against the opposition who hated her idea of pacifism and she still tried to make a better life for everybody really wanting everyone to have the chance to live in peace Mm -hmm. and like you said as a joke throw that away how does that not affect obi-wan like he would feel so guilty i would feel guilty even though absolutely you would know it's not really your fault but still he's a compassionate person it's just so fucking dark and like you said i love it and i hate it so much well i mean it's the kind of dark that makes it impactful yeah it makes it you love a character because he would feel regret over what happened to qui-gon and he couldn't stop it he would have regret over what happened to Satine, and he watched it and couldn't stop it he would have regret over what fucking happened with anakin and he couldn't stop it like how many times (laughs) just forever and ever yeah it's just it's really he's a he's just a really great character and i i know i said i i never liked Satine's character but i respect the hell out of her yeah i really do i respect anyone who fights for peace or stands by their own principles without bending in the wind you know how often does that fucking happen it's never i think it's easy to get frustrated with her because she's so stubborn. But if more people had her conviction, yes, maybe the world would be a better place. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. maybe it doesn't come off in the way that is the most pleasant. But what reason does she have? She's fighting for something. So, yeah. And she's bitter because she lost her man. And with a man like that, with hair like that, I would be, I would be a little angry too if he <laughs> extended his hand. I'd slap it out of my, out of here with your hand, and your hair, and Bitch, that beard, please. and those eyes. Yeah. <laughs> walking in here looking like that isn't there a dolly parton song why'd you come in here looking like that okay i guess the idea of dolly parton song with (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i love that so much (laughs) all right our question to our beloved listeners and fans did you first like Satine when she stepped on the scene? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm in such a song-like mood tonight. So next week, our patrons have picked our episode again. I'm so excited to start oh, talking about this. It's, uh, it's, I, I, it's finally happening, and thank you, patrons, for voting on this. Yes. Because it's, it's a good one. It's time to start hyping the Andor show. So we are going to talk about the Andor trailer that dropped earlier this week. I know. I'm really excited. I am too. I'm just sad they pushed it back. But Me too. But hopefully, come to those who wait. Yes. I was going to say, hopefully it's to make it better. Yes. Three episodes coming out all at once. It's going to be I don't lot. know what they're doing. I can't handle this shit. <laughs> I've got Lord of the Rings. I've got House of Dragons. And now I've got... 
and or. Whoa. I don't have time to breathe. You're like be a very I have busy to... woman. <laughs> I have things to do, folks, and none of them involves leaving my couch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. I am. I swear. Yeah. Put your feet up. In last week's episode, we discussed a Star Wars fan favorite, droids, and we asked our listeners who or what was their favorite droid. Our friend Ben over on Instagram said, Echo disguised as a droid in the Bad Batch on Pantora. Which I had totally forgotten about and I think is absolutely brilliant. That moment always makes me laugh whenever I rewatch the Bad Batch. Ben also says, But I always liked AP5 in Rebels with his banter with the other characters. Both excellent choices. You have wonderful taste, Ben. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. If you would like to support us, we appreciate it. And you can do so over on Patreon. You can pick our episodes and win fun things and yes. so much more. And as always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head on over to mostthingskenobi.com. So, until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.